hell? It's a weird, weird clap sync with only two people. Right? Like, easy. Yeah, it sounds better. You don't usually hear three distinct claps with two people. It's just bam, bam. Slight little delay. So, uh, what happened to Andrew, Lucas? <laughs> he out sick. Andrew is not out sick for episode 88 of the Voluntary Viewing Podcast. He is doing the Lord's work and is down in Florida right now convincing people to not be shitty and not do stuff that will make them sick. And that mostly involves telling people, nope, this is not a hoax from the from the libtard <laughs> deep state. This is a real thing to be worried about. Um and then almost conversely, uh, but also in a beneficial way, he was just hanging out in Walmart parking lots and uh, beating people up when they try to take home fucking five 24-packs of toilet paper at once. It's so bad. <laughs> the funny part is, in like a few days, it's just going to be restocked. Right? Like, supply chains haven't collapsed yet. No. Slash probably won't. Like, every <laughs> it's that's not the thing that's going to be needed and then everyone will have stocked up so they won't need more so it'll just be like all right well it's such a fucking man-made greater fool of a like of a shortage everybody heard that like i don't know i saw the genesis of this as like one youtuber made a video where he maybe but also maybe faked it where he bought like ten thousand rolls of toilet paper yeah and then suddenly everybody was doing it yeah I, i think it's the same thing as like I mean, the the one that was cited all the time was Tickle Me Elmo, where it was just like a man-made shortage of a product because everyone was like, wait, if they're getting it, then I need to get it. And then, you know, there was just none left. So that's kind of toilet paper. When someone sees like 40 people buying giant packs of toilet paper, they go, um, should I be doing this? Uh, It's weird. And now I guess eggs are the new thing that everybody's buying up now. Eggs. Those go bad. Right? Yeah, like canned goods. I could totally... That one is actually understandable. Like, you're supposed to stock up on canned goods. Like, (laughs) eggs? (laughs) That shit goes bad in a... I don't know. Actually, I don't know how long. What, two weeks maybe? Uh, A week? Two weeks, yeah. Two weeks for eggs? Yeah. I don't don't usually buy eggs, so I'll be fine, but... You're, You're on the other end of the chicken life cycle. Yeah, I love, I love some chicken. Um, not, not, I mean, I like eggs too, but like, it seems like a waste to buy, especially now. You uh, you see Amazon and eBay totally screwed over the guy who bought what, yeah. like seventeen thousand containers of Purell or whatever. Yep, that was pretty. That was a New York Times article, right? Yep, that was pretty gold. Fuck that dude. Yeah, seriously, like he's like, <laughs> oh, what am I gonna do now? And it's like, uh, revel in your own stupidity because you wanted to, like, take advantage of people. In their... sh- <laughs> You're going to eat shit now because that's what you yeah. deserve. You you should donate all of it and just eat crow. Like, <laughs> that's literally pretty much what you can do now. That's, that's your way out. It's similar to, like, Rudy Gobert, how he was being quote-unquote, like, flippant about the virus, and then he ended up, of course, testing positive. <laughs> and now now his only real response was to donate 500 grand, like, to, you know, the employees of the arena and all that other stuff. Like, 
because that's really all they back you into a corner when you do stupid shit like that and there's only <laughs> one way out and it's just eating crow and being like my bad let me do a good thing to try to offset the shittiness that i've perpetrated like we'll see if uh i haven't seen if he follows through on that yet i but uh what was it the um uh notre dame fire uh, that that brought to my attention that a lot of people who say that they're donating large sums of money to tragedies apparently only follow through on it like half the time. Wow, really? Yeah, I hadn't seen any of that. I, I people, like analyzing the follow through on yeah the and Notre Dame fire. It genuinely was a fraction of what. Oh, here's what everybody reported that they would donate, and then here's the actual sum of money. And it was clear that some people didn't. A lot of people didn't follow through. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. You get all the benefits of the free press without all the downside of actually having to help people. (laughs) It's great. Sounds like a win-win. And the man on the podcast today who is making people eat crow is... One half of the Double Dragon team, Ryan Holtz. Uh, Double Dragon team. I actually don't know that reference, if it's a reference. The video game, Double Dragon? Does not really ring a bell. Is that bad? Uh, Is it bad that I don't know what the Double Dragon is when I am part of the Double Dragon team? uh, Okay. Actually, it might be better. It's a beat-em-up. Yes. I can see that. Yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> None of this rings a bell. But I'm half of it. And I'm the other half, Lucas DeRider, and we're going to go through River City and beat up hooligans to get one of our girlfriends back. That was never really made clear. Oh, River City. Yes. I was thinking of the <laughs> me. Was, the man has fallen into a river in Lego City, but really... You said River City, and that's what came to my head, even though it's actually he fell into the river in Lego City. He didn't fall into Legos in River City. I'd play that game. Lego River City? Lego City? I don't know. Yes. Either? (laughs) Both? Either or. We're doing this with two people today, which is weird, so we're going to take a minute to get our flow down. Yeah, back and forth. It's like ping pong. And before we begin the podcast in earnest, just want to take a a second to shout out our patrons, Sucky Badger, Sensual Richard Nixon, and our newest Patreon supporter, Tiffany Cole. Thank you. Tiffany Cole. Wow. Welcome to the club. I can't fucking believe that he has three (laughs) patrons, man. This is crazy. Tiffany, it was genuinely great catching drinks with you and Alicia the other weekend. And, yeah, if you want any help or advice getting your podcast up off the ground, we are definitely here for you. Yeah. Slash ask a question in the in the, the email or something. Please. <laughs> some, some sort of interaction because we've had two patrons now that are just completely silent. Silent partners. The... It's like, what do you want? We want to please you. <laughs> <laughs> Just tell us what you want. So, very fun. Well, this wasn't a, a, a what's it called? 
a, a deal, right? Oh, no. <laughs> you weren't like, oh, I'll have lunch with you if you... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. no I, <laughs> if you become I, a patron. <laughs> I am... My time... <laughs> I value myself too much to sell myself out for one dollar that has to be split between three people. <laughs> Thirty-three cents? I don't know. That sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> Take it. I guess you're also paying for lunch. It's a pretty big <laughs> net loss, but you know, it be what it be. And a lot of stuff be in news of the week. What? Um. Fuck me. Andrew is the darker red, correct? Yes, he is. Okay, so. Well, it's it's brown. (laughs) Have you seen the body swap Chris and Jack video? Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, where colors are completely different. (laughs) Dude, your reds are my browns. (laughs) There's no way of knowing that, by the way. Like we're all we all see consistent colors, so like when you're told as a child this is green, even though that might be red for them, like we all see the same color every time in our own brains, but our colors could be completely different, which is crazy. Especially when it starts getting associated with other adjectives, like red is hot and blue is cold and yeah, fuck. Seriously though, the the perception of that is it kind of messes with your head. Yeah. And like you can you in theory dark and light colors, yeah. we can actually differentiate and we can decide that like you we can all universally tell whether a color is darker or lighter. But like we we cannot tell the actual hue <laughs> that it's the same as the way everyone else perceives it. So yeah. And then you throw color blindness into the mix and boy, you got a stew brewing. Mm. Mm. It's not a tasty stew. It is a very concerning stew. Sure. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Andrew put this in twice for some reason. Um, there's a Call of Duty Battle Royale called Warzone now. Or, I'm sorry, another Call of Duty Battle Royale. <laughs> this one is called Warzone. And it's pretty good, oh. I guess. Is this standalone, by the way? Like, you can just download this? Or is it part of a game? So... You can buy it by itself, but it also comes with uh, the latest Call of Duty game now, I guess. Oh, it was how like, much is it to buy standalone? I don't know. I feel like 10 That's not bad. I mean, it's, you know, competing with literal free stuff. Right? Oh, free to play. I apologize. So you can just download this? Just download it. Warzone, technically attached to Call of Duty Modern Warfare, offered for free as a standalone title. Huh. Wait, can I get this on Steam? Should I just kick off the download right now? <laughs> I mean, if it doesn't... I wonder if it's on PC yet. If it doesn't wreck our call, go for it. Yeah, it would. No, I would actually, <laughs> it, it would most likely wreck the call. Let's see. Is it... I don't even know if it's on you know, Steam yet. No, it's not. Is it even on PC, though? Let's be honest. I seem to remember Call of Duty always had like a couple month delay between console and PC release. Yeah. I mean, they're... Play free now. Click. Choose your platform. Oh, BlizzardBattle.net? What the fuck is that? That's right, because Activision owns Blizzard, 
So they just went down to Blizzard's infrastructure for Call of Duty games. I didn't know Blizzard had, like, fucking, what's it called? A launcher? Their own, their own yeah, their own platform. Yep. That's kind of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> this, I mean. Is, is it cross-platform, though? Uh, I, I have no clue. Yeah, let's find out, because I want to play it. Hell yeah. And this could be, you know, something for quarantine. Um, I think the big draw from this, other than, you know, yes. called... It does. And PC players get to go head-to-head against console players, just like fucking Fortnite. Okay, so I also need to download this right now, then. Yep. I'm going to get it right after this. Um, I think the big draw of this one, uh, other than, you know, Call of Duty leveled shooting in a battle royale is that uh, 150 players on a map huh yeah that's intense yeah interesting and like what is i no this is actually probably a dumb question what is good when you're competing against 150 other players and the answer is probably just well it's it's the same as like 100 but dialed up by half yeah Exactly. Big map, hopefully. Fingers uh, crossed. Yeah, I think um, people have called it like more similar to uh, Battle Royale on a Battlefield map. Sure. Yeah. It's kind of the vibe. That'll be good, then. Hmm. Is it good that Reggie is trying to save GameStop by joining their board? <laughs> not gonna do anything <laughs> he's gonna be one out of what i mean do they even list how many board members oh my god four <laughs> directors leaving uh, it's such a block of text one two three and they don't say the other ones that have already been there but i don't know you you'd guess like nine to 16 members of the board yeah good luck with that reggie i if reggie bigfoot Pizza Fizame can't do it. No one can. Bigfoot Fizame. Bigfoot Pizza. Bigfoot Pizza. Hold on. He, he is famously the creator of uh, Pizza Hut's Bigfoot Pizza. I didn't know that. Hold on. What's Bigfoot Pizza? Bigfoot Pizza. Okay. I mean, it looks tasty. Huh? This is just a big pizza? Yeah. That's shaped in like a racetrack? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> why is he why why does he why does he get credit for that? Because <laughs> he invented it. Sure. Hey. I, I I meet the I meet the recommended requirements for fucking war warzone. Alright, I'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> good to hear. Um there you go. And because we know that Reggie listens to this podcast, Ryan, I I, I, I want to have a little bit of a tangent here. Okay. What tangent corner? If, if you're if you're calling the shots at GameStop, if oh, if, if if you haven't like fully bit down on the cyanide pill yet, what are you <laughs> doing? What changes are you making to save GameStop? It's bad that the first joke that came to my head was literally like, "Well, I'll put the gun in my mouth." And <laughs> That's really bad. Um, what changes can I make? Whew. I think you need to revitalize 
just physical spaces. So you you would probably need to invest a lot of fucking money into like actually creating like a gaming space similar to like a a, a cafe yep. in South Korea mm-hmm. sort of environment. So where people would actually have to like leave their houses to come and game. Yep. Because it's just it's just you can't make it like with digital downloads the way they are. So you'd have to basically become like, oh, we're a location for people to come and you can coast off your brand recognition. And then while they're there, maybe they buy some products yep. that um, they can bring home rather than just getting it on Amazon anyway, since they're already going to be there because it's just going to be a convenience thing. Or, and I think the only way to do it is just get people in the door in the first place, honestly. Or fucking lean even further into it. Go full cafe. Let people like buy drinks and food there and maybe even like... Yeah private rooms of varying sizes so that people can meet up and like play games that they don't physically own and eat and drink for a fee or yeah something which exactly and the name recognition i feel like would go far like pretty much everyone knows gamestop right even though they don't go there anymore like i think that that would be my only idea and i doubt they have the capital to actually capitalize on that without a significant reinvestment um, yeah so but hey, that's that's that would be my best guess, my best hope for little old them. Uh, our childhood is dying. Even if GameStop was, even if GameStop was maybe not always the best, it's yeah, been around. Shitty. They were shitty. Fuck those guys. I. <laughs> you got undercut, rightfully so, in this situation. They've been sending. It's... They've been sending me emails lately because I'm a Power Up Rewards member for some goddamn reason. That's just like, hey, we saw you bought these games at uh, GameStop over the past five years. Here's what you can get for them now if you come in. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Um, I did learn from this, though, that apparently the hustle is like you buy a game and like maybe it doesn't click with you. Maybe you like beat it or whatever. But if you're like done with the game, you no, you're never going to play it again. You hold mm. on to it until some DLC comes out, and that's when you go into GameStop to 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 get a trade in. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. What could you actually get though? Because they were notorious. Like, you you could sell a game that you bought for sixty dollars eight months ago for like ten bucks. Like, um, they were brutal, man. My copy of Fire Emblem Three Houses that I bought in July is now now has a trade in value of 35 bucks because a DLC came out 2 weeks ago. Hmm. I guess it's not terrible. Huh. Better than it used to be. Crazy. And uh, then Andrew's other submission, Death Stranding and Horizon Zero Dawn coming to PC. <laughs> I I I consider Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be getting Death Stranding. You would hate Death Stranding. <laughs> I really don't think I would like it. I... No. <laughs> you would not. I, yeah. I'd i like to think I know you at a, as a person at this point in our relationship, and you, you would not care for it. Yeah, it seems a little cringe. But, you know, I feel like it's gotten a, a recent, like, appreciation from people who are like, there's some really bad shit out there. And you know what? This isn't that bad. <laughs> it's fine. This is fine. 
This is all fine. Next up, <clears throat> E3 is officially canceled because of coronavirus concerns and not because it's become a shambling corpse of its former self and the ESA is so incompetent that they leaked the personal information of attendees several times. Yeah. Do you think that's the end then? I If it misses one year, that's just, it's not going to be solvent anymore? I... You know, there is a version of all this stuff playing out where companies don't go to E3, they see that their bottom line hasn't been affected at all, and then just decide that the investment isn't worthwhile. I mean, to be fair to E3, I imagine that all video game companies are going to get a nice nice little boost here, like assuming that they can keep, you know, production running and everything. Like, I think a lot of a lot of people are going to be buying a lot of video games. Yep. Over the next next few months, probably. I mm, yeah. I, so, I it's my understanding they're going to be hit pretty hard in the long term, though. Um, interesting. And I I hadn't known this until uh, news stories came to light recently. Apparently, a lot of asset outsourcing and just other more tedious parts of game development is all done in China. And those companies were not and still are not allowed to work. So, that, yeah. like, 25% of the development process is just not happening right now. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming that they're allowed to work from home, hopefully. I, and there's some infrastructure there. But, yeah, I'm sure it pretty negatively affects production speed. Mm-hmm. As everyone in entertainment business knows, uh, that's going to be happening. Yeah. That's interesting. Poor E3. I, <laughs> you, you used to be great. And on some level, it sucks that one of my big hobbies no longer has the big celebratory thing for that hobby anymore. But... I, uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> is it weird? Is it hypocritical that like I can say I considered myself a fan of E three, but also I would never pay to go to E three. Yeah, it's <laughs> a little weird. I'd say. I mean, I guess it depends on convenience. If you're not willing it to do it because of all the travel and the disruption and everything like that, that would make sense. But if like you lived. It's in L.A. or is it in San L.A., right? I think San Francisco. Mm. San Francisco? I don't know. If you lived in the city that it was and you still didn't want to go, that'd be a little weird. Right. But fair enough. Uh. Um, unsurprisingly, Naughty Dog is crunching really hard to finish The Last of Us 2. It's crazy. It feels like this game has been in development for so long. And it's quote unquote around the corner, but man, they 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 love to they love to push the crunch. How long ago was this confirmed as a thing? Was it the trailer with Ellie playing the guitar? I think so. That had to be three, four years ago now, though. Were we? Oh yeah, I'd say at least four, right? We were definitely in college. Last of Us Two official trailer. 
Uh, December 3rd, 2016. Oh, so Christ. Three and a half, three and a half years. <laughs> yep. And I feel like for a project like this, you don't put out a trailer until you're halfway done with the game and know for sure that it's happening. Right. But... Oh, God. I mean, you'd think. But... I'd hope. <laughs> oh, these poor fucking people. <laughs> it's, it, I mean, it's a great game, and I'm sure this game will also be very good. But, damn. Must be a hell of a project. And they've had gameplay out for a really long time, I feel like. Yeah. At least two years. Yeah. So. Mm. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> Um, anything happened in TV? Well. (laughs) (laughs) Every show that you know has wrapped production for the year. Uh, because it's very expensive to restart production once you stop it. So, basically, most shows on linear television have wrapped production and are not going to be restarting this season. I mean, are the logistics of that? such that that means there's just going to be no new seasons of shows next year? Uh, The logistics of it are more that there's not going to be many uh, conclusive season finales. (laughs) (laughs) Seasons are going to kind of end this year because uh, most shows that I've seen had at least three or four episodes left to produce uh, and then they just wrapped so, I, I, I mean, it, depending on the trajectory of the virus, like, yeah, I guess next season could be affected too, but I think that's, like, the least of people's concerns. I, um, one of the weird ones is that pilots are now, like, completely shut down. Oh. With very, very few of them, like, making it through the pipeline. Like, almost none. So, networks are pretty much going to have to buy pilots this year, sight unseen. I, uh it's going to be weird. I feel like we're going to get a lot of and then Poochie flew home as editors fucking scramble to put shreds together. Yeah, that's the that's the main problem. Like if it's in the middle of an episode, they're just going to not cut that episode together and air it. You know, they're going to just call that a wash. Right. But like they they're not going to be able to film any new footage. So they're not really going to be able to change the episode to make it seem like a conclusive season finale. It's just going to be what it is, you know? And for a lot of shows, like, that can get really tough because actors are going to be six months to a year older when when they're just available to pick this back up. And how do you... How do you make that work? Yeah. There's going to be really weird ones, too. Like Superstore on NBC. Um, America Ferreira, the star of the show, is leaving after this season. Oh. So, like... She's her storyline is just gonna end. <laughs> Are there like act of God stipulations in those I contracts? Have, or I have no idea. Maybe they'll bring her back for like one episode next season to kind of wrap her storyline if she's down for it. But yeah, I mean, as it stands, they're they're just her character's just gonna be gone next year, <laughs> and they'll have to like write why she's gone instead of actually giving her like a send off. So. <laughs> There's 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 a lot of weird consequences going on in the TV world. That's for sure. And also in film. 
Um, yep. So do you think um, do you think Vin Diesel is going to get the Oscar now because his movie Bloodshot actually came out, or will it be Robert <laughs> Downey Jr. for Doctor Doolittle? Yeah, very very few choices right now, and a lot of shows getting pushed, or a lot of movies getting pushed. I mean, we had I think the record low weekend box office this weekend, right? I want to say yeah. I it's it's pretty bad. What? <laughs> What do theaters even do if there are no movies coming out? Do they just keep Sonic on rotation for another <laughs> weekend or Yeah, honestly. Probably. Yeah, this was the twenty two year low weekend box office. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's pretty fucking bad. What what happened in nineteen ninety eight? Yeah, I wonder. It doesn't really say. I, Maybe it was just there was literally nothing opening, and I don't know. Wait, there was worse? Some other big shit going on. Oh god, this is worse than the weekend after nine eleven. Shit. Yeah. Oh, at that time, I remember the narrative being that nine eleven fears didn't impact movie going. Huh. Just another typical dry weekend during September. Back then, didn't program event movies. Last low being in nineteen ninety eight, the October thirtieth through November first weekend, where John Carpenter's Vampires. Let all titles to fifty five point two million. <laughs> they don't really say why it was so low, other than John Carpenter's Vampires was the leading movie. Jesus Christ, what a nail to hang that on. Yeah, I don't I don't know, um, but I'm I'm guessing it's gonna get worse and worse because more and more theaters are just closing. I remember AMC was trying to like implement a social distancing policy, right, where they would like only sell a certain amount of seats. So that people could stay spaced apart. But, and, I mean, really, they're all going to close, I'm imagining. And, and, like, to be clear right now, people shouldn't be going to movies, honestly. Like, that yeah. is... Of the hierarchy of stuff you should be leaving your home for right now, that is that is definitely towards the bottom. I saw a thing in Savannah, Georgia... And there's still like this giant St. Patrick's Day celebration mm. <laughs> with just hundreds of people like gathered listening to a concert. I was like, uh, <laughs> guys, this isn't a good idea. Come on now. I <laughs> hoped you knew better than that. Um, uh, I, I guess Disney is releasing Frozen 2 and also the latest Star Wars on Disney Plus early because of all this. Um, and I guess I'm still kind of making up in my mind whether or not this is opportunistic or genuinely appreciated because I think it's like the entire country now pretty much where kids aren't allowed to go to school. Yikes. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Fuck. <laughs> Living oh, through it, baby. That's for sure. Um, and then the last thing I have in film is that I found the trailer for the Mortal Kombat animated movie to be pretty fun. Are you going to watch? Oh, God, no. No? But the trailer was fun. The trailer was the movie for you? I, You know what? In the trailer, there's a scene where... Do you know Mortal Kombat characters at all? A little. You know, Johnny Cage? Yeah. 
there's a fucking scene in the trailer where I don't know what the context is, but he says something angrily where it's like, ah, this better not go direct to video. And then it immediately cuts to coming soon to Blu-ray DVD. Yeah, I was wondering. I was like, there's no way this is going to be in theaters. <laughs> nope. Like, unless a streaming platform bought the distribution rights, like, I don't think this is going anywhere, but... Direct to video, yep. yeah. Direct to video, ironically. Um, I think it's from the same people who do the DC direct to video animated movies. There, there's yeah. There's some weird partnership there between Warner Bros. and uh, that game studio because I think the people who make Mortal Kombat also make the uh, DC fighting games. The character design looks almost exactly like the yep. DC animated stuff. So that makes sense. They have a look. They do. It's kind of crazy how animated animation studios really stay in a lane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I know there was the, there was like a Rick and Morty, maybe it's just like made by Justin Roiland using the same animation studio and the characters all looked similar. Um, something like disenchantment. All the characters look exactly like Futurama. Like, <laughs> Uh, Tuka and Birdie, everyone looks exactly like Bojack. I I legit still have to remind myself that Tuka and Birdie was not a spinoff of Bojack Horseman. Yeah, had literally nothing to do with it other than, like, the creator was an alum and they used the same animation studio. Maybe it takes place in the same universe, but both shows ended. I don't know if there were people. I don't know if there was humans in Tuka and Birdie. Huh? So I guess in theory, I mean, unless they lived in a completely humanless world or humanless neighborhood. Yeah. Which would be kind of dark. (laughs) (laughs) That humans have been completely eradicated from that neighborhood. Good for PETA getting a win. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) They would if they could. Um... I think that'll take us to the other category. Uh, We talked about this a little bit, but yeah, our alma mater, UW-Madison, has shut down for about a month. Yeah. I mean, at least. Yeah. (laughs) Like, let's be honest. Uh, And then they're not coming back to class, right? Or no, they they did say, like, until April 10th, they'll do online classes. But I feel like everyone knows that that's not going to (laughs) happen. Like, people are coming back. Uh, Pretty much every other school, I think, has just said outright online for the rest of the semester mm-hmm. but i not uw so like this is cataclysmic for people in the dorms and just being like just far enough removed to like still be familiar with that situation i don't know what i would have done like there so they did eventually roll out a you can just like apply for extension and stuff yeah now there's just people still living there Mm -hmm. um but they say it's really creepy like everyone moved out and like i've been on the uw madison subreddit and there's like a actually pretty active group of people that are all like living in the dorms and they're like i'm the only one on my floor (laughs) i feel like i'm living in a mansion but i only have access to one room like it's really weird do you think the ras are gone yeah the ras are all gone like it's literally just them on their floor like it's a mess i Fuck, so. some of those dorms. That's like a half-hour walk for groceries. Yeah. No, it would not be ideal in uh, in Bradley. Yeah. Our uh, Casa de... I don't know. <laughs> de 
I, is it even Losers. the <laughs> is it even the sex floor if there's nobody to live there? Yeah, is it the sex floor if there's only one person? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's weird. I, I I think that they were searching for an empty dorm. Last I checked on that community, huh. they were like, "Does anyone know of any dorms that are completely empty? Because it would be crazy." <laughs> um, I don't think that they're they have found one yet because everyone like chimes in. They're like, oh, "I'm in celery. Like, there's there's definitely like a couple of people on my floor, and you know, like we're spread around the building still." Or, "Yeah, I'm in witty, and I'm the only one left on the sixth floor, or something like that." So, it's kind of weird. I. I fuck I cannot imagine what it would be like if I literally could not leave my senior year studio apartment (laughs) I mean you could yeah you could you could hang out in other people's apartments wouldn't be quote unquote social distancing appropriate but oh well if it's four people I feel like that's pretty low risk especially if all of them are in similar situations where not going to public gatherings yeah I'd hope well, like I live in a, with a roommate and it's just like, well, I mean, I, I, that's obviously not going to <laughs> work. Like, so I imagine, yeah, if you had like a giant house with like 20 people in it, like there's nothing really you can do. That's where you guys live. Like, yep. It's your living situation. So. Yep. <laughs> and maybe equally depressing news. Scabs brought Deadspin back. Um, was Deadspin down for, uh, like, a strike? So what happened there was everybody quit after uh, the CEO of, uh, it's now called G, uh, GO or GM? I think GM Media um, kind of mandated, hey, you guys aren't allowed to write about certain stuff anymore, which violated their union contract, and it resulted in um, a couple of choice people from Deadspin being fired and then... Virtually the entire staff quitting in solidarity. Got it. And yeah, I remember this now. And now some new opportunistic writers have decided we're fine with not being union and like accepting those conditions. We will write for you for money. And on some level, I'm like, yeah, I get it. But also, come on. Come on. You, you, you know that's a punk ass move. Yeah, it's uh, it's the reason that this stuff happens, though. Yep. Because it's a very much high-demand job and relatively low barriers to entry. And that uh, you're not going to have much leverage there as a workforce, unfortunately, when there's going to always be people like that that can immediately step in and do what you did, although probably not to the same extent, but can still do it. I... I've read a handful of the articles so far, and it's uh, it's not bad, but it's definitely not of the caliber that it was before. Sure. Nah. And then last up for news, Bill Gates leaves Microsoft and, and also the Berkshire Hathaway board, so fuck me in particular. <laughs> why, why fuck you? I've invested a total disclosure. Uh, I've invested in Berkshire Hathaway since I was maybe fourteen. So this is bad if he leaves the board. Yes, the 
I mean, stocks are dropping across the board yeah, right I was gonna now. Say, but... It's definitely always going to be bad. But, but you think investors will react super negatively to that? News? They already have, yeah. Huh. Which I, That's interesting. I know a board doesn't exactly do a ton on paper, but one of the most successful businessmen of the 20th century and the 21st century being just on call whenever they need advice and no longer being on call did not uh, did not help those numbers. Damn. Nah. You don't have class A stock, right? Oh, no, class B. Okay, good. I, I'm not rolling in it yet. I didn't think so, but I saw that class A stock and I was like, oh my god. Can you even see the B stock? Yeah, you can. Yeah, I mean, it's it's up today. Yeah. If that means anything. It's kind of back to its Wednesday level right now. Yeah, bouncing back. Ooh. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the market to bottom out, and I think I'm gonna do some shrewd trades. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Make a quick buck. Get in there. Why not? Right. It's legal gambling. A little bit, honestly. But yeah, I, I know that there's a lot of people trying to do that right now, but I think they're really short-sighted. Like, Way too early. <laughs> yeah, like I saw people doing that on Friday because they were like, "And it can't get any worse," and it's like it's gonna get so so much worse, you guys. Like. You don't even understand. This is fucking day three. Yeah. Like, every, everything kicked off on Monday is when things got really crazy here. I, and and uh, it's Friday. I, <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and probably wait until at least April yep. to be like, hmm, let's take a peek. There you go. So. And that will take us into the meme corner. The memes. Oh man, did you see? Uh, did you see Paul Gosser's tweet because <laughs> he tested positive for coronavirus? I can't remember what his position is. Oh, congressman. Oh God. Yeah, he was one of the people to be infected at CPAC, and he just <laughs> he tweeted a really weird tweet. Here's the quote: "Been thinking about life and mortality today. I'd rather die gloriously in battle than from a virus." In a way, it doesn't matter, but it kind of does. And then he has, like, a picture of, like, samurai fighting. <laughs> and just, it, it got me pretty hard. Like Justifiably, right? What is... Yeah. I, like, <laughs> he's undercutting himself in his own tweet, which is odd. Also, Dr. Paul, don't think that I didn't notice that you're one of those double space after a period motherfuckers. Yeah. Because I did. Uh, that, yeah, I love those. Especially on Twitter. That is a, that is an odd thing to do. Yeah. I, so people have memed him pretty hard with the the image of the army recruiter, like, gesturing at a chair. Like, <laughs> yeah, you want to die gloriously in battle? Like, I noticed that you don't have any military service. Like, well, it's probably hard to die gloriously in battle when you have never served in the military. Or... Just random, like, stock images of, like, weird battles. Like, it, like that quote of the tweet. And then they'll just do, like, uh, the Battle of Helm's Deep is the picture or something. Like, it's it's just really strange. I don't fucking know, man. Where where was this cavalier attitude a month ago when we were staring down World War Three? Yeah. It, it's, um... It's a weird one. 
<laughs> so that got the meme treatment for sure. And then Andrew and Brown bringing up toilet paper drug dealers. Yeah, I haven't seen them. <laughs> Google it. Uh, he didn't link anything. It. Andrew's not a big linker. No. No links. Drug dealers. COVID-19 got drug dealers selling toilet paper. That's just the... There's a YouTube image. Okay, yeah, it's just a YouTube video. And it's like a fake drug dealer with toilet paper in like an overcoat. <laughs> and then they like break off a roll. I mean, it's... it's a, oh, are they wearing a Wisconsin shirt? They are. Ooh. The drug dealer... Yeah, I don't know. That's kind of fun. Um, I guess the only thing I can contribute is that, like, wash your damn hands has kind of become a saying. Yeah. I love people freaking out when they realize how many people don't wash their hands. <laughs> then it's like, what is wrong with you guys? <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely pretty brutal. I think... I'm doing a quick scroll through Twitter, and I don't think I'm finding anything else. Not a lot of memes. Nah. Everybody's everybody's bunkering down. Now all humor is just a coping mechanism. Yep. It's just TikToks. Oh, uh, let's see. MatPat put out a video... Game Theory, Who Will Survive? Censored Virus? And then... The 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 thumbnail is Mario and Link wearing medical masks with the text "Only one will live," <laughs> and he has been getting dragged justifiably hard for that. Fucking map, Pat. That is pretty brutal. And that will take us into. The breakouts. Whoa. Ryan, we both have some extra free time on our hands. What have you been doing to fill it? Well, during work hours, I just work. <laughs> And sometimes listen to podcasts like while I'm doing it. Um, but yeah, generally, I don't know. I'm, st- I'm, I'm starting to wonder, if Mr. <laughs> Robot, if I just don't like it that much. Like, oh, I feel like I really like it when I watch the episodes. But then, I, I don't know. I just don't have motivation to watch it that much. Is, huh. It's been such a drag getting through this season. Like, I really been dragging it out i feel like i got through season three very quickly and now season four has just been very very slow and there's so many new shows i want to start and it's just like well i gotta finish mr robot first so then that just makes me then just like hop on rocket league instead of watching mr robot which i need to watch every other thing but yeah so i've been playing some rocket league too i've been actually getting decent at it like i think i'm better than i have ever been Uh in my entire life at rocket league just randomly like at this point in the game's life cycle, like, I started being able to hit aerials a lot better. Ooh. But, yeah, that's that's been 
most of what I've been checking out. You, uh, you famously declared this would be the year where you're not doing wait until it gets good anymore, but that kind of sounds like that's what you're doing for Mr. Robot. Well, Mr. Robot's, like, been good. Like, oh, oh. I have, I have seen Mr. Robot as good. No, I'm in season four. Oh, like, no. It has definitely been good. And I'm telling you, like, every time I finish an episode, I'm like, wow, like, I can't wait to watch the next one. And then I just don't. <laughs> and then it takes, like, days, and I'm like, I should watch Mr. Robot. And then I'm like, eh, I'm not really feeling it. I Let's just play some Minecraft or something. I, I hope this does not end up being Mr. Robot's gas leak season. Hmm. I mean, it's the last one, so that'd be pretty Ooh, bad. Uh, <laughs> until it comes back on Yahoo! Yahoo screen! Uh, also, Community is coming to Netflix, which is a change for some people. Okay, here we go. Yeah. I. Hulu doesn't want it anymore? I don't know. They just didn't pay for the rights, and Netflix wanted them. That's... And they get that Yahoo screen season. <laughs> it is interesting the main podcast that i've been listening to is harmontown and i started from the very beginning because the podcast has since stopped uh making new episodes All right um and where i'm currently at he just got his job back for season five of community <laughs> and it's 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 interesting to hear like just everything going down apparently he wanted bill murray to play jeff's dad like, I heard about that, idea. yeah. He, he talked about it on the podcast and everything. He's like, Bill Murray famously doesn't have an agent, so I I called up Bill Murray today, and like he has a voicemail that everyone like submits their offers to him to. So he called him up, and we're eagerly awaiting his response on the podcast. But, yeah, he was like, I, I, he was like, I know that the Zombieland guys, they just called, left him a voicemail, so they had a role for him, and... Then they got a call back, and, and then they had him in their movie. Like, that's all it takes. That's what he was trying. I, Obviously, we know now it didn't work out, but it was. It would have been fun. I. That's how Bill Murray got in those Jeep commercials. Really? I'd imagine. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, unless he changed his system. I, it's Bill fucking Murray. He's not changing shit. Truth. Um... Cool. Uh, I think I talked about Castlevania last week. Um, what else have I been up to? Uh, still plugging away at Dragon Quest XI. Um, I'm, I I took like a several month break from this game, uh, but I picked it back up. Um, I'm now on like hour 80, and I think this is like the fifth round of color palette swaps of the same enemies that I'm on. This game just goes fucking on forever. Yeah. Seriously. Um, and that's great for right now when I'm, like, just looking for downtime to fill... To be filled with something until, like, the games I'm actually interested in are coming out at the end of the month. But, uh, whatever. Um, uh, I don't think I've talked about this one yet. I watched the Netflix movie Dragon Quest Your Story... Hmm. which uh, you might have seen the trailer for this one. It's, like, very Pixar-looking, looks super expensive, but also, like, still very much, like, Dragon Quest, uh, Kira Toriyama, Dragon Ball designs. Okay. And the plot of the movie 
is really weird and based on the fifth game in the series, which I guess is like the unofficial favorite. Sure. And it's like really jerking itself off. Like, hey, this (laughs) game is, yeah, you remember Dragon Quest V? Yeah, that game is awesome. Here's a movie about it. Hmm. Uh, Until like the last 10 minutes of the movie when the big twist is that this isn't just a theatrical version of the game. This is taking place in the like semi near future where it's a guy in a virtual reality chamber playing Dragon Quest V in VR. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> yeah. That's uh Okay. <laughs> and, and then it just goes from like sucking that specific game's dick to sucking the entire franchise's dick. Yeah. And, like... It kind of sounds like Human Centipede 2, (laughs) which apparently, in-universe, Human Centipede 1 existed. That's right. So, like, they talk about it, he's like, he's he's doing that thing from the movie! Like, (laughs) he's gonna make us into some sort of human centipede! Like, they literally... (laughs) <laughs> reference the the movie it's a sequel to in the sequel so it starts eating itself a little bit i imagine um a little bit but it's also such a fucking twist especially from like a dragon quest anything where th- th- those games revel in how like formulaic and how much of just like a comfort junk food they are so for them to go meta at all and even to this scale is kind of kind of impressive and well i can't like recommend the movie i will say that like yeah you know what it got me i thought that was cool and it was so earnestly done that like yeah all right this 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 was a good hour and a half sure makes sense and away we go into the group chat what can we talk about as a group it's only two of us (laughs) We, we've been doing the group. The entire podcast was the group chat. Honestly, a little bit, though. <laughs> um, I had an idea, and we'll see if it ever comes to to bear, Okay. that um, we would do, quote-unquote, actual quarantine episodes if the United States were ever to lock down in the same vein of, like, in Italy or in China. Like if if we're basically sequestered entirely to our homes, yeah, then we would we would do this mini daily quarantine podcast <laughs> where we just you know I don't I in my head it was like maybe twenty minutes right. or a half hour like just a short like hey what are your guys' lives like to kind of I don't know Lighten document this unique crazy situation also yes. that's going on then it could be it could be cool for posterity I th- I think so and um. I don't know if we'll ever get that far, but if we are getting to the point which seems like we might be approaching where it's like, yeah, there is a national curfew now and other stuff and hopefully not the suspension of the election. Um, (laughs) 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 Fuck. They they would find a way, I'm sure, to to do, you know, vote by mail. it, It would probably take a long time. Yep. To figure out who won or something, but I, I really can't imagine them suspending an election. Uh, the uproar. And also, it's so far away. Also true. Like I feel like if we don't have this thing 
handled in eight months like fuck man <laughs> that bigger fish to fry at that point yeah, yeah the whole world will be falling apart at I... that point like unironically like people are talking about no oh, it's the apocalypse like we're all gonna die and it's like no not that many people are going to die the problem is the world is going to shut down eventually like there's gonna be such a percentage of people in hospitals and not working and everything like it's gonna literally shut shit down and like things are gonna fall apart quickly and yeah especially that's that's the problem especially considering that a lot of people in a lot of countries only have enough money to go like maybe a week without income if that so um that's that's the main problem that yeah we're uh, looking at here and of course, I, I I would be very down for that. I don't know if it'll ever get that far, but if there is like, I'm even fine with one more escalation at this point. We decide, yeah, this is close enough to quarantine. Let's let's fucking do this. I'm kind of thinking it's gonna happen. Yeah, I, I almost see it as an inevitability at this point. Like, definitely at least major city centers. So you and me. Oh yeah. I'm thinking Chicago and Los Angeles are gonna shut down at All some right. point. Like, right now Italy is. You know, just grocery stores and pharmacies. I think Spain today mm-hmm. went to just grocery stores and pharmacies are open. Like that that's kind of what I'm talking about. Like okay. basically everyday life ceases, you know, like in full. Like if you go out now, it's already pretty dead. It's and, like, weird. People are staying inside. Yeah. But like there's still some people around. Like I went to downtown Burbank yesterday to quick grab some Chipotle because I figured eventually like it's going to be a lot harder to go to restaurants and stuff. <laughs> So um, I went there yesterday, and there was still some people around, but it was it was pretty empty for a Saturday, for sure. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I it, <sighs> I, I I I'm nervous that uh, to me it seems like a big way you can maybe cut down on this would be to just stop public transportation systems for a while. But Chicago would die if the buses and trains stopped. So, yeah, I don't, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Chicago and New York, I feel like if public transportation goes down, those cities are fucked. Yeah, like, and this isn't like a brag on Los Angeles because we have a, a <laughs> fuck ton of problems driven by the fact that we have basically no public transportation and everyone uses a car. But in this particular situation. <laughs> People would at least be able to get around. <laughs> so that's something. Uh, I uh no, I'd be I'd be down for that. Um, fuck it, we don't even have sports to talk about. Yeah, all sports are gone. Basically, every live event is gone. Um, today, CBS canceled the ACM Academy of Country Music Awards. Um. I think the Nick Kids Choice Awards have already been shut down. Uh, yeah, it's just a matter of time before um, the Billboard Awards, the um, iHeart Mu- Radio Music Awards, like I, all that shit's going down. They can't just do that one over the radio. <laughs> that would be kind of funny, but yeah, I mean it's. There's not really much to talk about because culture isn't happening. <laughs> I um, I saw people have started floating this idea on Twitter, and I am super down for it. If modern announcers just wanted to call old seasons of various sports, 
Mm-hmm. I would fucking watch that. The Phoenix Suns are doing simulations of their games on their Twitch channel. Ooh. Like on NBA 2K20, the most recent <laughs> NBA game. They, they're they simming the games and like spectating them on their Twitch channel every like every day. Like if they were going to play this team this day, then at that time when the game was supposed to happen, they just like watch the game on on sim mode (laughs) and like that at least for the first game which happened i can't remember like people were kind of all for it like they were having a good time like they were all in the twitch chat just like cheering on the team and then they had a post game thread on the nba subreddit for the simulated 2k game (laughs) it's it's pretty wild but people people are having some fun with it for sure good um do you see the professors have taken to twitch to stream their classes yeah, I have seen some of those. At uh, did you the, see the one the one video of the guy who who said, "Professor, I have a question," and he was like, "Oh yeah, what's your question?" And then he just types in slowly, like, "Can I go to the bathroom?" <laughs> and he's just like, "Yes, you may go to the bathroom. <laughs> like you don't have to ask." <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> so, people are always gonna have a sense of humor. I get the feeling, but man. What a situation. I... <laughs> is our generation just... I don't know, maybe this is every generation, but for some reason this feels, like, really relevant to us. Like, late millennials, maybe early Gen Z, I don't know. Like, are our entire lives just going to be markered by some different kind of mass tragedy every every decade or so? Yeah. That's like, like the ones that we're all gonna remember. We had nine, had fucking nine eleven. Um, I remember it wasn't to the scale, but then we fucking had the swine flu shit. Yeah. And now, fucking Fuck ton of school shootings fu- in the tens. Trump, and now, yeah. global pandemic. Kicking it off with one of the worst pandemics of all time. So, no, not even every decade. Like, every two years we got a new fucking thing to grieve. The pace is quickening. (laughs) The the horsemen have begun to show up, it feels like. (laughs) Ha ha ha. (laughs) I, too, saw the locusts in Africa. (laughs) Egypt was getting fucking pelted. (laughs) Did you see that there's a video of all this flooding? And then there was hail hitting the floodwaters and like massive eruptions of water because of how big the hail was. And that was on top of the ongoing locust infection infestation. <laughs> and then they have cases of coronavirus. <laughs> like I was like, holy shit, Egypt. Like you guys are getting <laughs> fucked right now. It was brutal. The flood, the rain is, the, the plagues are fighting each other. Seriously, yeah. They're like, no, I want to wipe out humanity. No, I want to do it. Like, do, God, um, damn, man. Uh, I really hope that, okay, I don't hope because people should be allowed to do whatever they want with their free will. Right. But maybe more people are going to evaluate whether or not they should have children <laughs> with all this bad shit going down. Maybe they're going to realize that it's not going to get better within the next 50 or so years, and that's the world that your kid's going to grow up in. Yep. Uh, I'm not saying it's an apocalypse, and I'm not saying that like you shouldn't have kids, because if you want to, you should. But maybe people that were kind of on the fence and just like going to do it because that's what you're supposed to do uh-huh. might take a second to think about it. Um, 
So, do uh, do, does the influx of Pepe memes count as a plague of frogs? <laughs> Possibly. Okay. Yeah. Now we just need firstborn sons. Oh fuck. Yeah, that's Ryan. Me. <laughs> oh god. I'm out. I'm out, boys. Somebody get me a lamb. <laughs> Get my dad a lamb. <laughs> Do it. Hurry. Can somebody just return the slab already? Yeah. Oh, God. That reminds me of fucking um, the slab in Night at the Museum. Do you remember who played the mummy in Night at the Museum? No. Have you seen Night at the Museum, first of all? Yeah, the first one, yes. Yeah, yeah. the first one. So there's the slab, right? The, uh-huh. It's Achman Ra, I think, or something like that. Yeah. Do you know who Achman Ra is? Who played Achman Ra? Fucking Rami Malek. <laughs> no. Like, way before he was Rami Malek. How? He played, he played the mummy guy from Night at the Museum. How old is and Rami Malek? He was, like, my favorite character of the movie. Like, I thought he, he was just a really kind, like, knowledgeable guy. And like, cause at first you were supposed to be terrified, like, oh shit, the mummy, oh my god! But then it was just like a nice dude, and I was like, oh, I really like that guy. Like, he's great, and he was super like personable and nice and everything. And now it's like not Rami Malek style at all, but it's kind of hilarious. God, and then, and then when he started popping up, I'm like, that's the mummy from Night at the Museum. <laughs> Unlike literally everyone else. Why was Ben Stiller in every movie for a minute? Uh, I think he was... He's a talented actor who kind of shifted to... uh, What's it called? Directing. Yeah. So... He... Not as severe a curve, but his career definitely had a little bit of an Adam Adam Sandler trajectory. Yeah. By the way, Rami Malek is turning 39 in a couple of months here. Fuck. So good for him. Yeah, that, that is your answer. <laughs> and that was his. Um, that was his first major role. I think safe to say he had a guest spot on Gilmore Girls. Then he voiced uh, additional characters in Halo Two, uncredited. Okay. Um, then he was a guest on Over There, a TV series. Then he was a guest star on Medium, and then his first major role, Night at the Museum, Achman Ra. So, and that was in 2006 when he was uh, 25. And now he's 39. <laughs> okay, Ryan, we got a couple of months. We can get it together. Yeah, we can still make it. His first roles were in like 2004 when he was 23. Huh? So, it's always possible. I, it, I don't know why, but I feel like for most of the time I've been 24, I've just rounded up to being 25. Really? Yeah. Well, that that actually is probably good for your long-term perception of your age. <laughs> you're, you're not going to feel like you got any older when you turn 25. You're going to be like, yeah, I just kind of always thought of myself as 25. Yep, I'm still still in the 23 gang. Hell yeah. Still got a few months, too. Yeah. Still pretty firmly 23, although I do feel 24 is going to feel weird. Dude. 24 feels a lot more quarter life-y than... 23 <laughs> yeah 23 you're still early 20s 24 it's like this yeah. is mid 20s now yeah 23 feels like post-grad 24 feels like young professional <laughs> it 
24, it's like you're starting to you're starting to get into some rhythms, you know, and like maybe you you can like still make some move, change change things up. You have enough time, but also like, do you want to? <laughs> you definitely have enough time. Hold yep. on. <laughs> People in their 40s still have enough time to change things up. Like, that's not a problem. But I see, I see what you mean. If if you've, if you're like me and you started your career at 21, uh, it would be tough to just give up all the progress that you've made uh, three years after that. Right. For sure. Start from scratch. I can see that. Mm. And I can see us coming into the wind down for episode 88 of the Voluntary Viewing Podcast. Once again, thanks to Central Richard Nixon, Sucky Badger, and Tiffany Cole for supporting us on Patreon. Tiffany Cole. If you... You're the realist. (laughs) (laughs) If you'd like to do the same, you can check out our Patreon account, www.patreon.com slash voluntary underscore viewing. Otherwise, if you'd like to send us any questions or business opportunities, email us, voluntaryviewing at gmail.com. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter for updates at V2 underscore podcast. Also, please, if you enjoyed this episode, like it, subscribe for more, leave a comment, leave a rating, all the stuff depending on the platform you are listening to this on. And, of course, I am Lucas DeWriter. I am a freelance writer still and if you want to check out my stuff, follow me on Twitter at LucasDeWriter. This is pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good for man down. Yeah. That's right, Andrew. We can do this without you. Yeah, think of that during your next contract negotiation. <laughs> Just remember, you have no leverage and we will replace you. <laughs> we got five guys waiting in the wings, man. Oh, man, you don't even want to see their credits. Just watch yourself. Taking practice swings right now (laughs) in the at-bat. Warming them up. Oh, man. Uh, I think that's all the material I got. (laughs) 